Welcome to Balanced Torah Living. I'm your host, Adam Rubin. Welcome to regulars, and welcome to newcomers. Tonight, Spiritual Groundhog Day. My motivation for this episode came from a recent situation. I engaged in something that I haven't done in a long time. I liked doing it. I was excited. And it was it was much more challenging than I thought it was going to be. And um, and I was comparing myself heavily to others in the situation. And it really started to, to bring up uh, certain not good feelings, certain lesser than feelings, uh, which I haven't tasted in a while uh in that nature and it uh kind of got me thinking about certain things and feeling certain things uh emphasizing sort of this certain roller coaster feeling on life where you know in life sometimes we're feeling like we're really doing well and all gears are firing and then bam we drop right back down again and um it's it's really challenging to uh to tolerate that um i once heard a big person here in baltimore uh rubbing the community speaking and speaking about how the adam you know is um inconsistent and and lacks obviously the consistency that hashem does and man, a man can be up and the man is down and it's and it's the same man and it's a sort of constant process of the up and down and um I just, I find it very challenging. I'm sure you find it challenging too. You know, and this this looks like different things to different people, but we all grapple with it in different ways. Um, I used to be a big fan of a singer named John Mayer. And uh, I have a Sunday Mayer, so that's funny. Wasn't the intention there. Um, but um, he's got one song with, where there are lyrics in it where one of the uh consistent refrains in the song is am I living it right and I think all of us ask ourselves this question when we're in those dips when those dips in the roller coaster and we go back down and we're like am I living it right I mean I just I feel like I should not be dipping like this I feel like I should consistently feel more plugged in, consistently feel more like I'm in stride uh, with life. And I don't know about you, but I look around and I see and I see other people. Not certainly not everyone, but uh, you know, but certainly uh, certain people, and think, wow, like this guy just seems to be plugged in. And I feel like most of the time he is going and growing and loving life and thriving and he is just in sync and i don't feel like that a lot of the time what am i doing wrong am i living it right and you know each i mean obviously we're all in different stations and sometimes we feel like we're putting in a better stylus sometimes lesser than but um but these feelings of of feeling defeated 
burned out in the in the grind of life and in the in the effort to to grow and become greater it's uh it's very strong and uh can feel this like the spiritual groundhog day of oh my gosh i was dealing with this challenge a week ago a year ago 10 years ago what's wrong with me <laughs> why can't i <laughs> why can't i get through this situation why can't i uh make ground on this meetup make ground on this situation it's just <clears throat> doesn't make sense and I feel like other people are doing it uh, better than I am and I think these these thoughts and these feelings creep, creep into our minds uh, for some for some people more than others sometimes stronger uh, you know people have stronger feelings like that during different times other times it might wane um, so here I go to one of the only things that I know to go to in these situations, which is not easy for me. I'm sure it's not easy for a lot of people, um, depending on your, your backgrounds, but, but davening, davening to Hashem. Hispodidus, just talking to Hashem in your own words. And I'm in a Musravad, uh, which has really been a very positive thing for me overall. Um, it's one of the Musravadim that is under IOMV, the International Organization of Musravadim, with the oversight of uh, Rav Leib Kellerman, uh, Shlita of Permission permission to Believe, Permission to Receive, Renown. Um, and uh, and one of the things in, in the Vod is this aspect of, of davening, davening for growth uh, in Midos, davening for growth in the, in the work that we put in. And I'll tell you, it's one of the things that I forget to do, don't do uh, the most, and I have not been, you know, that consistent with during the more than two years that I've been in the VOD um, with, with, with davening to Hashem for help. So, again, with this aspect of this spiritual groundhog day that we all feel in different ways, we have to daven. We have to daven to Hashem for clarity. We have to daven to Hashem to be able to withstand and go weiter, even though we're gonna ha- we're going to have the roller coasters. Now, sometimes it might be more extreme than others, but to daven to Him to be able to go forward even when we're not necessarily feeling great about our voda, And coming back to him and davening is so, so critical. I find for myself, I could uh, theorize as to why I feel this way, but I think coming from a, a culture of an extreme focus on academia, professional success, intellectual success, and so many of these features in the Western world have very concrete metrics. Your GPA, your class rank, how much money you make, how big is the law firm that you work for. Take that over and just glom it onto the Torah world. How many mesechtas have you learned? 
Um, how many chazaras have you done on a particular mesechta? How many musasram have you learned? The list just goes on and on. With the sort of quantitative uh, approach to growth and one area that really does not lend itself to that is relationship, right? Think about your relationship with your your spouse, for instance, if you're married. And um, like, okay, so hopefully, you know, you're, you've been married forever long. You've been married one more year right now compared to one year ago today. How much greater is your relationship? You say, well... You know, you can't say like, okay, like it's it's four points higher. You know, it's it's uh, before it was at the silver level, now it's at the gold level, hoping to be platinum next year at this time. It just doesn't lend itself to uh, quantitative, linear, concrete metrics. So too with our relationship with Hashem, right? Hashem, our relationship, each person's relationship with Hashem is Bemis the central feature of his or her life. And we know it. We know it intellectually. But do we live it? Do we feel it? Do we breathe it? Do we taste it? Same way that we uh, taste that Geshmaka uh, Kugel on Shabbos, that Tulish uh, Chalan on Shabbos. You taste it, you feel it, you know it. Do we taste and feel and experience that uh, our relationship with Hashem is the most important things thing in our life, and that it's not linear. It's not uh, learning X amount more, learning to X level of depth more. It's relationship. Just like, for instance, obviously, but your relationship with your spouse, which in many ways I've heard the idea, right? Your relationship, your relationship with your spouse is... Um, some type of imperfect reflection or representation of your relationship with Hashem. Right? Of course, it it, it waxes and wanes to a degree. Sometimes you feel closer to your spouse. Sometimes you feel farther away. But what what does growth mean there? It doesn't mean another uh, certification in a a specialized area of your work field. It doesn't mean a notch higher on on the, you know, like the the marriage uh, GPA. Okay, like, you know, like last year I was at like a 3.2, but things are going better this year. I think it's like a 3.33. Not sure how the spring's going to go. Hoping to, hoping to study harder in the relationship. Just doesn't work like that. It's, it's more fluid. And I find that a lot of it is based on communication. How much am I speaking to Hashem? How much am I connecting to Hashem? Talking to Him throughout the day. Connecting. And feeling him as a consistent, palpable presence in my life. The Yetzirah does not want us to feel Hashem as a palpable, living um, part, so to speak. Uh, awareness in our life. He wants us to feel distant from Hashem and like it's like it's false. Like it's false that it's... Uh, you know, minor, it's an illusion, okay, yeah, fine, great, you have a relationship with Hashem, but, like, time to pay the taxes, time to go to work, time to focus on getting more pay, like, that's cute, you have a relationship with Hashem, okay, whatever, like, let's let's deal with, like, real stuff here. Let's deal with real stuff here. Bemis, the realest, realest, real stuff 
is your relation with Hashem. And I'm talking to myself right now here too. And it's hard for us to live that and breathe that and believe it, but we have to because it's the MS. The most important thing in your life is your relationship with Hashem. The most important thing in my life is my relationship with Hashem. I want to live that. I want to breathe that. I want to know that. And it's not going to just happen. I've got to talk to him. I've got to experience him. I've got to engage him. The same way that the way that I have a close relationship with my my wife, or you know, if you're a woman listening to this, your husband is not through. Is not just through um, going about your day in an isolated way, but connecting to your spouse through conversation and time together, just one on one. Getting that real sense of the um, the thermometer on the relationship, the barometer on the relationship. Gotta talk to Hashem. Sit down and be willing. And I get frustrated when I, you know, sit down and time and time again I might say, Hashem, I'm 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 confused about this. I'm feeling broken about this. And part of me feels ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Why is it? I keep on coming back and saying I'm feeling confused about this or I'm feeling broken about this? Right? I'm. However many years old I am, no tip off there. I'm. Uh, I've been coming back and saying this over and over again. This is ridiculous. If I if this was a a college course, it would make sense. Uh, you know, professor. Okay, like you know, did, did the first semester. I was learning this thing that, but then I come back at the end of the first semester. I, you know what? I just I'm still I'm so confused. I don't understand it. Okay, but like okay, we did it. Let's let's do it again. Second semester, focus on the same material study, work on it, da 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 come back and say, yeah, I, I still I'm still confused. I still don't understand. I'm still broken in my understanding of it. Like this would not add up. This would not make sense. It it is it would seem foolish. No, you do the first semester work, get it, hop it, go forward. Second semester work, study it, hop it, go forward. But like real life growth, Midos development, family development, personal development it just doesn't go in that linear way. And I'm trying to make room for allowing myself to be confused. And you got to make room for yourself to be confused. I'm trying to make room to allow myself to, to feel broken in certain ways and to allow myself to feel broken <laughs> For a long period of time, to not think that it's just going to be up oh, one day. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on something. I'm gonna unlock a certain sugya in a safer, or unlock a certain sugya myself, and then I'll be fixed. I won't feel broken that way anymore. Excuse me. It doesn't seem to me that's how life works. In Tehillim fifty-five twenty-three, Nunhei. Pasuk, Chaf Gimel. Cast your burden upon Hashem, and He will sustain you. Throw it to Hashem. Take the challenge that you're experiencing. Take the frustration with, oh my gosh, I'm here again. How am I still confused? How am I still grappling with this same issue? How do I still feel broken after so much time when I've put in work into this? How does this make sense? Throw that pain, throw that confusion, throw that weight to Hashem. He wants to share it with us. He wants us to 
be aware that he's sharing it that he's sharing it with us connect to him through it and that can bring us to balm balm to the to the uh, pain of of uh confusion and challenge which which oftentimes blinds us and weighs us down um few final points and then a quick story. Uh, I once heard Rabbi Roll talking about the fact that the type of growth and integration that we really seek is a multi-year process. Multiple years. Not months, not days. And in an Amazon world where we feel like, wait a minute, I can get the stuff I need in like 24 hours to my door, it's more challenging us for us to accept and tolerate and happily go with the fact that it will take us years to really develop, work through various challenges, experience the type of growth that we're ultimately seeking. And we have to, we have to realize that Real growth takes time. Amazon's not real growth. Getting your toothbrush to you in 24 hours, that's not real growth. That's not what growth is about. We see the the, the growth uh, in the Rabbi Akiva story. Um, and I think we all feel this, right? The Adam, the person, right? We feel like rocks sometimes. We're hard. We're hard to shape. We're hard to change. And as Rebbe Akiva saw the drops of water gradually pinging off of the rock and ever so slowly chiseling away at it to, over time, create a bigger and bigger depression in the rock and make an impact on it, smooth it out, create uh, a weathering effect, it took, it took time. It was gradual. So to the, the work on ourselves to soften us up and to, to change us is, go, is going to take time. It's not going to be uh, two-day prime, one-day prime, or even media mail. It's going to take time. Uh, this back and forth that we go through, another thing that I'll notice, I notice this question of how much do I need to change my perspective versus how much do I need to change certain objective realities in my life? Do I really need to change my job or do I really need to think about how I view my job and really enhance my perspective on it in terms of the contribution I'm making, the effort that I'm putting in, etc.? Do I really need to change my learning Seder? Or do I need to change my perspective on my learning Seder to really, I'm doing a great job with the time I have. This is what Hashem wants me to do. And I really am on point by learning this particular Seder, working on these skills, and uh, and I'm really there with it. How much? of a perspective shift, attitude shift, 
which is actually changing a certain aspect of our lives. Speak to your local Orthodox rabbi for more guidance on that. Finally, a story um, that uh, my good friend Ari Miller told me recently, which really sticks out to me, and I'm going to try to hook it into this this podcast, this idea of of, uh, Spiritual Groundhog Day. There's so many klipas, there's so many coverings that are blocking our eyes and, and pulling us away from true growth and development and what we're really seeking in this world. It's easy to get lost, it's easy to feel down, to feel like, okay, what does it matter if I learn for 15 minutes here? Come on, how advanced is my learning? How's impo- how important is my learning? Whatever it might be. And yet, in a deep way, we know that the that the ruchnius is the deepest aspect of our lives. It needs to be cultivated, it needs to be cherished, and it needs to be identified for what it truly is and what it isn't. And the story goes, uh, as Rabari told me, that uh, a person once came to the to the Satmar Rebbe. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking 70s or 80s probably for the story, not positive. Uh, perhaps a bit earlier, but so the person basically said, and uh, as Rabbi Rolofsky says, I'm not <laughs> I'm not Rabbi Pesach Kron. I do not check all of my stories. I'm not even a rabbi. Uh, I don't uh, double check all my stories. So I heard this. I don't know it verbatim. I'm just, it's such a powerful story that, you know, I hope it's true. I bet it's true. Not true of every word. But bottom line is somebody comes to the Satma Rebbe and says, No. What about uh, Reb Elimach Tress and Reb Moshe Sher? You know, uh, two sort of prominent, important Jews. They, they, they don't have beards. They're clean-shaven. Like, what's the deal with that? It's a problem. I'm not sure if that was... <laughs> the problem part was uh, explicit or implicit there. And the Satma Rebbe basically said, I hear, okay. So when they go up to Shemayim, after 120 years, they'll get the question. So, Reb Yid, where's your beard? Okay. But when you go up to Shemayim, after 120 years, you'll get the question. So, no. Reb Beard, where's your Yid? And that's a question we all want to be be able to answer. Where's my yid? Where's my core? Where's my essence? Am I in touch with it? Do I accept it? Am I embracing it? Am I projecting it to the world? Where's my yid? And being in touch with our inner yid, our inner core, our neshama, central aspect of our personality, our goodness, our, our seat of Hashemness inside of us, being in touch with that and expressing it in the world, that's that's power. That's ruchness. That's connection. That's going to enable us to be successful and not just get mired down in a spiritual groundhog day in different ways to elevate out of that and Thank you. 
for journeying with me on this tonight.